0: U-M-B-D Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Uh, it... climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to
1: play video games?
0: Oh. defeating the dark lord of social media it's the geek show on 1470 and 100.3 wmbd
1: welcome to the geek show i'm your host Corey Wara. this is your first time here first of all welcome thank you for joining us Uh, If you don't know, The Geek Show is a show where we take a break from all the news, all the yelling, all the screaming, Donald Trump, this, Democrats, that, push it aside. Let's talk about fun things, video games, TV shows, movies, a little bit of everything. And, of course, The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. Now, I record the Geek Show earlier in the week, and depending on how Bradley does, there may or may not be a full Geek Show or a Geek Show at all, but either way, welcome to the Geek Show. If this is your first time here, this is how I break down the show. We start off with the news of the week. I got an interesting uh, social media challenge going on. Uh, we have a 11-year-old doing something crazy, and I, I just really want to talk about this social media thing because I just uh, it's I, it might be worse than the Tide Pod Challenge. We'll get to that in a second, but then after all the news, we take a break, and we come back, and we talk about movies. What's out this weekend? Pixar and Disney are the king, as always. And then after that, we take a break for news, and we get back after that. We go to one of my favorite segments, Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technology world. I got some cool robot news for you. And then, of course, we end the show with the top five list of the week, the five most important pieces of audio that I found this week. And having been off a week, let me tell you, we have a lot of cool trailers that we need to go over in a cool viral video. But for right now, let's get into the news. And, we, okay, we're just going straight to it because we have to talk about it. What is it with social media and making kids do stupid things? I've said this before. Uh, One thing I'm not proud of, but uh, I grew up in Washington, and I went to uh, Washington middle school their old building not their new one that they're currently in and um for some reason because kids are kids uh we thought that uh, the boys thought that in order to show off to the ladies we had to run into the wall the padded walls as fast as we could get hurt and fall over and then for some reason that impressed the ladies i don't know if it really worked but just like social media as soon as one person did it everybody started doing it And then we had a few years later, we had the Tide Pod Challenge in which kids were eating down on those Tide Pods and recording themselves and it was gross and people were throwing up and getting sick. I thought it was over after the Tide Pods. I'm like, okay, I don't think we can do anything more stupid. But then we had the, the video of the dancing outside the cars. And then that leads us all to here, which is the salt challenge or hashtag salt check. Now, this is one that's starting to grow. I don't know. And maybe in the few days since I've recorded this, this trend has blown up and become big. But it's slowly starting to rise in which that uh, kids use the social media app called TikTok, which if you don't know, TikTok is just like Vine. Uh, And Vine and TikTok are basically they were platforms where you could record little videos, like up to 30 seconds. TikTok, you can add music behind it. And it's just a quick thing to catch your attention. And then it goes on. Usually they're funny. And then they move on to another one. They're really cool. Uh, It's kind of the new hot thing right now in social media. Uh, But the hashtag salt check is just like this. So the kid will pull out his camera. He'll uh, do a selfie view on it. And he'll say, hi, my name's Corey Wara. And this is a salt check. And then I swallow as much salt as I can fit in my hand into my mouth. And it is incredibly disgusting. All the videos end with the kids spitting up the salt. But health officials have come out and said, hey, you can die if you do this. If you have too much salt or you ingest too much salt, you could potentially kill yourself. So they're trying to shut it down as fast as they can. They're working with TikTok to keep an eye on it and shut down any video that pops that up. But, uh, yeah, this might be worse than the air—the uh, not the AirPods, the Tide Pod challenge. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a trend that dies out. But knowing social media and the stupid things we do as kids, I feel like that it might become the new Tide Pod challenge in 2020. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Next story. I have to start off by saying I am not a parent. I don't have a child. So I might be judging the situation uh, a little more uh, critically than uh, what what a normal person should, because I I feel like uh, parents always can get. That side glance, like at a restaurant, the kid's crying. You see that there are some people that get angry. It's like, come on. A lot of people don't fully understand what it is. But this is the story. It comes out from England. An 11-year-old was caught by local police driving an actual car, all because a family member was fed up with the child playing Grand Theft Auto all day on the PlayStation. So Lanchester police uh, say the boy was driving in a parking lot, having been brought there by an unnamed family member for, quote, practice. Despite the adult's best intentions, they've been reported for traffic offensives, mostly due to the fact that you can't legally get behind a wheel of a car in the UK until you're at least 15 and 9 months, even if you have a license. So, okay, where do I start here? Like I said, maybe I don't know, but I don't think getting your kids off of video games by doing something illegal is a good way to, you know, hang out with your kids and get them to stop playing video games. Maybe you shouldn't. First of all, why is an 11-year-old playing Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto is an M-rated game. There's nudity in it. There's drugs in it. That's something I never really understood about video games. Are, are uh, people my age having kids, are they just be like, oh, well, we play it so our kids can play it? I don't know. There's a lot of young kids that play some games that they shouldn't, but... Uh, I have never in my life been in a situation where I thought, oh, this is really annoying, so I'm going to take this person playing video games all day and make them do something illegal, like get behind a car. Uh, It's a really, really bizarre story. Uh, I'm not here to judge, but I think that's bad parenting. I think we all can agree on that one. Next up is one of the things I never thought I would ever say in my life, but I am so happy for this, and that is Granny Gamers. So there's a new study that came out that if you if you don't know, if you go to the Apple Store or the Google Store and you see the top games, they are huge, huge games, and they're called uh, freemium or pay-to-play games. And freemium is basically designed where when you start off, you get a lot of cool stuff, but if you want to continue or make things go faster, then you have to put up the money. And it's usually like they come in gems and you can buy like 100 gems for 25 bucks. It's just a great way to get people to spend money. But there is an interesting study that came out and they found out that a lot of these games that are extremely popular are really popular with grandmas. Grandmas are at home playing games like Marvel Strike Force or games where they can, homescapes, that's what it's called, where you can build uh, farms. And the study came out and said that all these grandmas are working together. They're talking and communicating with each other. And it's a great way for some lonely to fight loneliness, some way to just communicate with others and to have fun. And I think that is awesome. In fact, I really want to now start a geek show related event at senior homes where we can go and we can just have all the grandmas and grandpas Come together and we'll play video games all day. That would be so awesome. Even have like a tournament. Let's have a awesome, like a Pokemon tournament with grandma and grandpas. I think that would be really, really cool. But I'm glad that this study went into that because a lot of people don't know the people who play video games. It's still, we're still fighting that image of a bigger person in their mom's basement. Uh, no hygiene, just just gross looking. When in, in actuality... I think it was like last time I checked, it was 55% of all video gamers are women, and they are aged uh, usually in 20s to 40s range. It's an older market and an older female market, yet they still put out all their stuff for the male market. But really, really interesting stuff. I love studies like this. Let's start up the Grandma and Grandpa Geek Society of Peoria. I think that would be really cool. Next up, GameStop. GameStop is having some huge, huge problems right now. They are losing money at levels that I cannot even explain to you. And management's getting mad at their teams. There are stories coming out of behind the scenes of uh, employees talking about how their managers are just attacking, attacking, trying to get money. Because what does GameStop do? Well, they resell games. That's where they make all of their profit. Less so, they make some money off of brand new games. But for the most part, they run on reselling. The problem is is that the video game world is slowly going just like movies in that it's all digital. Uh, All of my entire movie collection is all on Amazon now. I have no need for Blu-rays. I have no need for DVDs. And GameStop is fighting that right now because especially when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox come out this year, the new ones, it's going to be pushing harder and harder for digital. And to be honest, it's great. As a person who doesn't like to go to stores to buy uh, like games and movies, I love it. There's nothing better sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, a new game? Click, download, 30 minutes later, I can play the full game, no problem. Delete it, move on, I can re-download it later. Really, really cool. So GameStop's fighting that hard. They might be closing down some stores, eventually maybe even closing down altogether, but they have one last attempt They're trying to save it, and that is GameStop is experimenting with live experiences to combat uh, their lack of sales in reselling games. So experimenting with live experiences basically means like going to GameStop to play tournaments, going to GameStop to uh, watch press events about video games, going to GameSpot to uh, all hang out with your friends because, you know, that's what we want to do, go to GameStop to hang out with our friends. It's an interesting tactic. My only thing with it is this, and that is uh, most gamers, especially the younger people that GameStop is trying to get, they want to game at their friend's house so that they can go game over there, hang out, and then if they want to go play basketball for a little bit, they can go do that. They want access to the fridge and drinks. Boom. So, I don't think this is going to help GameStop in the long run, but we'll have to wait and see. I think this might be the beginning of the end for GameStop. Uh, Let's hit some quick ones, then we'll take a break. Hocus Pocus, the sequel, is coming out and reportedly got its director in the director of the movie Hairspray. Cool. I liked the movie Hairspray. It was really done. Uh, It was a really good adaptation from the musical to the movies. That's awesome. No Time to Die. So this one's really fascinating. I I know I said quick stories, but this one we have to talk about for a second. So the new James Bond film was going to come out in April, and they have pushed it to November due to the coronavirus. And what's fascinating about this is that very, very rarely happens in movies because they have been dumping a ton of money in marketing. And let me tell you, it is expensive to market for a movie and it just shows you how because a lot of people came out and said oh well they planned this all along they were going to delay it for some reason but just to show you the 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 short timing of all of this daniel craig is hosting snl tonight and he is there because it was leading up to the new james bond film and the fact that they pushed it all the way to november is insane they have to change all of their marketing they have to make new trailers They have to make new press details. It's insane. That very rarely happens with movies, but they're worried about the European markets, so they're going to pull back and wait a little bit longer. That stinks, because I was actually really looking forward to that movie. Uh, Star Trek IV in conversations with Games Radar. Simon Pegg revealed that he's skeptical about a fourth Star Trek film. Yeah, that that's not too surprising. The last one was directed by the Fast and the Furious directors, and it was good, but it wasn't great in the money market. Um, Antonio Banderas has joined the cast of the Uncharted movie. I have been here doing the Geek Show for three years now, and we for three years have been talking about the Uncharted movie. They're having issues making that movie, and there are people that are constantly going in and going out. We'll have to wait and see if Antonio is a for-sure in the long run. This one was surprising appearing in a guest as a guest in the evolution of horror podcast. Jason Blum confirmed that they are currently working on a seventh paranormal activity movie franchise. That is awesome. I love that series. I love the jump scares. I hope it just doesn't. The problem is that they released so many every year that it got tiresome and just typical. So I hope they come back with a fresh new look with this. Um, According to uh, Page Six, Ben Steller has joined the cast of Fast and Furious 9 in an undisclosed role. Okay. I don't follow Fast and Furious that much, so I have no idea. Has Ben Steller been in the Fast and Furious movies before? I I don't think so. But it'll be really interesting to see how they do that. I I just want to know, like... The timeline of Fast and Furious, because I, I, I cannot watch a movie with Vin Diesel or Jason Stratham. I think they are terrible actors, or The Rock Johnson. I think they're all great people, especially The Rock Johnson. He seems like a really, really good guy, but uh yeah, he's a terrible actor. I'm sorry. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about movies, and if we have time, a inspirational UMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. We got to move fast in this last segment because I know, as I always do, I talked way too much about the news of the week, but let's talk about the movies in the box office, and if we have time, I got a cool video we just have to talk about. Uh, Still in the box office, you have The Invisible Man that's doing great. Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know how that movie got good reviews and great money, but it did. The Call of the Wild had mixed reviews. And there is an anime movie called My Hero Academia that is doing number four in the box office, which is pretty darn good. And Bad Boys for Life, what? Okay, wait a second. Bad Boys for Life is number five in the box office still? That movie's been out for quite some time. Dang, that's impressive. Uh, Opening up this week, you have two big ones. You have uh, a Pixar movie called Onward in which two brothers work together to try to have one last moment with their dad. Based off of a semi-true story of the writer, but it's an all-animated film. It looks beautiful, and as you always know, it's Pixar. Pixar has never really made a bad movie except for Cars. Sorry, I don't like Cars at all. But uh, yeah, 87% Rotten Tomatoes people are saying it's adorable, you're going to cry, it's really, really good. The other one is The Way Back, which is Ben Affleck's new movie in which he is a basketball coach, and he's reuniting his team to push them to get to the championships, while at the same time fighting his own demons A lot of this movie is a reflection on his own life when he got a divorce and uh, separated from his kids. He went into drugs and alcohol as an escape. This is kind of his movie fighting back and sharing his story a little bit. But why I spoke so fast is because I want to talk about this video. I'm just going to play it in full because it's something I think we all need to hear every once in a while. Uh, This is an update from Alex Trebek on Jeopardy about his recent uh, scare with cancer. Take a listen.
0: Hi, everyone if you've got a minute i'd like to bring you up to date on my health situation the one-year survival rate for stage four pancreatic cancer patients is eighteen percent i'm very happy to report i have just reached that marker now i'd be lying if i said the journey had been an easy one there were some good days but a lot of not so good days i joked with friends that the cancer won't kill me the chemo treatments will there were moments of great pain days when certain bodily functions no longer functioned, and sudden massive attacks of Great Depression that made me wonder if it really was worth fighting on. But I brushed that aside quickly because that would have been a massive betrayal, a betrayal of my wife and soulmate Jean, who has given her all to help me survive. It would have been a betrayal of other cancer patients who have looked to me as an inspiration and a a cheerleader of sorts of the value of living and hope. And it would certainly have been a betrayal of my faith in God and the millions of prayers that have been said on my behalf. You know, my oncologist tried to cheer me up the other day. He said, Alex, even though the two-year survival rate is only 7%, he was certain that one year from now the two of us would be sitting in his office celebrating my second anniversary of survival. And you know something? If I... no. If we, because so many of us are involved in this same situation, if we take it just one day at a time with a positive attitude, anything is possible. Yeah, that is
1: absolutely awesome. Alex Trebek is without a doubt one of the biggest geeks in our geek community. And uh, I always stand up and fight for it and talk about uh, mental health issues and depression and any issues that happens within the geek community. And I love his message at the end, which is, Take one step at a time, and we can make it together. And I think that's something that the Geek Show represents, and I hope you guys uh, feel like that when you come and listen together because we're all geeks. We're all together. We're all one collective family, loving various things, DC Comics, Marvel, uh, My Little Ponies even. If you're a brony out there, you're part of our geek community and family, and we got to watch out for each other. So awesome on Alex Trebek. We're going to take a break, and depending on how Bradley did – we're either going to go to a bradley game after news or we're going to continue on with the geek show so either way stick around because we got some great stuff this is the geek show on
0: 1470
1: and 100.3 wmvd welcome back to the geek show i'm your host Corey wara if you're listening to this right now on the radio guess what Basketball didn't interrupt the show, which is okay. I don't know how the scheduling works, so it's either a good thing or a bad thing. But if you're not listening to this, hello to the empty void. It all depends on how Bradley basketball uh, and how Bradley did on Friday. But uh I can say after this weekend, no matter what, starting next week, full geek shows until the next basketball season. I know it's been a little hectic this year, but let's not talk about basketball and scheduling. Let's talk about some technology news. And one of my favorite segments I call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest in the technological world. And I got more big topics to talk about because... uh There's not a lot of little stories coming out. Usually there's a lot of little stories that I can hit, but this time it's different. And my guess is our first topic, which is the coronavirus. I'm not here to tell you uh, if it's overhyped or any of that. I'm just here to tell you how it's affecting the tech industry. There are a ton of big events that are coming out very soon. That are supposed to come out very soon where companies will all join together at conventions and release and announce and show off their new technology. It is, I could go down the list, I think there's over 20 of them now, uh, of companies have been pulling out due to the coronavirus, and that stinks. I'm curious to see how this is going to affect the launch of products. But my biggest concern, and I'm a little selfish, I know, because I'm a more video game person and I love video games. I'm worried how this is going to affect come June when it's the E3 video game convention. Because that's one of the biggest conventions, I think the biggest video game convention, where they announce everything new. Especially on a year where we get the new Xbox and the new PlayStation 5. I'm curious to see how the coronavirus is going to affect all of these conventions. And I'm also curious to see how the coronavirus is going to affect the tech in general. Because a lot of this technology is made in Asia, in China, in the UK, outside of the United States. And like in China right now... They're shutting down places you're not allowed to go out of your house. I'm just really curious to see if this is going to have a hit back on us when it comes to technology and products in the long run. Will we have a shortage of uh, PlayStation 5s and the Xbox when it comes out? I know iPhone was worried that they're going to be launching their new iPhone here soon. Will they have enough product to get out to people? I don't know. We'll touch base with it every week as this story continues on, but I'm very curious to see how... A disease can impact the giant that is the tech world. It's really interesting. A uh, quick note on a uh, article that I read over the week. Fascinating article on spirituality and technology. Two things I love to talk about. I love talking to people about um, religion, spirituality, mysticism. But there was an interesting article from Wired where they talked about how 2020 is the year of astrology apps. Apparently, a lot of big uh, investment firms and technology firms are investing a boatload of money into astrology apps, specifically on the side of AI. While I think astrology apps will become big, what they're really aimed for is the AI aspect of it. I mean, if you can have an app that will study you, watch you, what you do, how you do it, and it will be able to predict the future based on what it knows about you, That will be huge money-making in regards to uh, marketing, in regards to um, businesses taking advantage of people. Oh, and also it will be huge in your own personal self. But uh, if it's one thing we know on The Geek Show is to to trust business owners with our private information. I'm looking at you, Facebook. But a really interesting article, and uh, I haven't seen too much yet. Every once in a while, I'll see an article about astrology apps, but we'll have to wait and see. They're saying it's going to be the year of astrology apps. The other article I want to talk about was one that uh, was just fascinating to me, and that is passwords. Uh, The average person, get this, the average person has 85 passwords to remember. That is insane, first of all. But the article is breaking down how we're going to start seeing an evolution in regards to passwords. And we might end up in a world where we don't need passwords. So what would be the alternatives? Well, alternative one would be when we have uh, chips installed. Uh, The chips install is going to come sooner or later. But as soon as you just walk to your computer, it connects with your chip and it tells, oh, hey, that's Corey. All the passwords, you don't need them. They're already put in. Uh, another one is that websites might start using a fingerprint scanner. So you'd have to buy an attachment for your computer or, uh, with a video camera, facial recognition, but it even went deeper. They were saying that with AI, they might be able to study the way you sit on your computer, study the way you act in front of your computer or the way you talk. And then by that, it will know that it's you because fingerprints and even I think eyes, uh, information can be stolen and you can't change that once it's been stolen. So they're trying to figure out a way that you can have your own designated password system without having anybody be able to steal it from you. And that might be an interesting way to uh, fight against these uh, people who try to scam you and steal your passwords and information. Cause I don't think people in India who call you to get, steal your password are going to dress up as you act like you in front of a camera to trick a computer but that's just my little guess and with that you guys we're going to take a break when we get back we are going to go over the top five list
0: of the week to
1: Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show as we wrap things up for The Geek Show for this week. And as always, it is the top five list of the week. I got trailers upon trailers upon trailers and some other hidden surprises So let's get straight to... Well, first, I should say, I don't ever want anyone to feel left out. If this is your first time listening to The Geek Show, first of all, welcome. But we always end the show with a top five list of the week. So part of my job during the week is I am also the morning show producer for Greg and Dan. And part of that requires me to watch a ton of videos, read a ton of stories during the week... And I pick out the top five that I think you should be aware of as a fellow geek. And we have some good ones. So where do we start? Number five. Number five goes to our first trailer of the week. And that goes to a not a remake, a um, continuation of a horror series that, in all honesty, I know nothing about. But everybody is talking about it, mainly because who is attached that wrote the movie. And that is Jordan Peele. This is the trailer for Candyman.
0: I feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was a project. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy tracks are there. I'm an artist. You're looking for Candyman. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story. All about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman.
1: Yeah, so that is the trailer for Candyman. I don't know much about horror movies in general, but this is a... uh, continuation of the candy man franchise and it's kind of like a bloody mary-esque thing you say the name in front of the mirror and then the candy man will come and get you this looks to be a reimagining well a continuation but a kind of revamp in the series and why i put it on here because normally i don't put horror movies on here is who's attached to write it and that is jordan peele and he gave us one of the i think two of the more greater horror movies uh, that we've seen in a while and that was of course last year's us and then the year before that was the mega hit get out so just the fact that he's attached to it i think it's worth seeing and worth talking about and uh yeah it's and it was filmed in chicago which is kind of cool as somebody who uh, went to school there Uh, Seeing all the places that I've been to and seeing all the things that he's there It's like it has the almost a homey feel so really really cool that one comes out on June 12th of this year number four Yes, number four, okay I was originally gonna do this viral video that really wasn't that viral, but I thought it was funny But instead I found this other trailer and I have to play it because I love animation and one of my favorite animated movies in a while has been Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, the creators of that uh, have announced and have made a new movie. They've released the trailer for it. It looks so stinking good. This is connected.
0: (laughs) Yes, tomorrow I'm finally leaving for college. But in the meantime, I made you guys this goodbye video.
1: You know what? This is our last night together. How about we make 10 seconds of family eye contact? Starting with your phone down
0: now. No, you're allowed to blink. It's just eye contact. Ugh finally. No screens at the table. Lynn, why are you kicking me? I don't understand. I'm just gonna- No, oh, look, I'll watch it.
1: Dad, it's too late. Look, I wanna watch it.
0: <laughs> uh Dad, this is exactly why I'm excited to leave tomorrow. Katie, I know you can fix this.
1: Why do you need all that to take me to the airport? I canceled your plane ticket to college. We are gonna drive you to school on a cross country road trip as a family. Yeah, so that is the trailer for Connected, a new animated movie from Sony. The same guys who created the Into the Spider-Verse that has one of the more unique animation styles I've seen in a long time. And this one continues the trend. What's interesting is that the movie looks fantastic, The trailer is terrible, and why I say that is because I only played a little bit of it from the beginning of the trailer, and if you listen to it, you're like, oh, this seems like a really nice family drama, that'll be cool, but no, as the trailer continues, it then flips to this side story of robots taking over the world and how the family has to fight back. I don't know, it just felt like two radically different trailers that I was watching, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see when it comes out. It comes out later this year on September 18th.
0: Number three.
1: Number three is a trailer for a series on Netflix that I just really love. And I got to put this out there first because I know I always say, Corey, we're not talking politics, and I'm not intending to. This trailer obviously leans heavy into the anti-Donald Trump because they're talking about Jared Kushner. But why I like this series in general, and I highly, highly recommend it, is that it just shows some of the crazy things and stories that we, the average people, don't hear, but a lot of people have to deal with. This is the season two trailer for Netflix, and this is called Dirty Money.
0: I knew it was happening. They did nothing about it. There are certain people in our global community who think they are above all laws.
1: It's all political. It is abundantly clear that Kushner companies made the lives of its tenants a living hell. No owner is
0: above the law, not even the family of the President of the United States.
1: This is a tier one
0: predator. Wells Fargo issued me a credit card without my approval. They converted I my flight to the the And my credit. they still okay. came and
1: repoed my truck. Every single subsidiary of Wells Fargo was engaging in some sort of fraudulent activity. And they masked
0: that? <laughs> As a convenience to you. So, yeah, that is the trailer for
1: Dirty Money Season 2. And here's the thing. If you know uh, me at all, I am a huge person against bullying and against people in power taking advantage of the little guy. And what really bothers me when I watch this show is just how often some of these stories don't even make it into the, quote, mainstream media, and we don't hear about it a lot. I don't like it when rich people take advantage of of regular people like you and me and watching stuff like this is just eye opening because I think we need to keep a clear eye on things it just seems like and I'm not saying everybody who has money and power is is like this at all but there are definitely people who feel like they're invincible and when you feel like you're invincible you do things thinking that you're never going to get caught and never get in trouble thankfully Uh, These are six stories about people who haven't, some that have. Uh, I think the Jared Kushner one is still up and out there. But you have to put your political bias away because obviously there's going to be a little bit of political bias in the Jared Kushner story. But uh, I think what this show really does is emphasizing the case that we need to watch out for each other and make sure that big business and powerful rich people are not taking advantage of of the regular people that make their businesses work and makes them money. That's why I really like the show. It is a fantastic series, eye-opening and scary. Definitely check it out when it comes out. Dirty Money Season 2 comes out March 11th next week. Number two. Number two. Number two goes to uh, a video from Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds, I have to give it to him, has reinvented his life ever since Deadpool. And he is a comedy genius. And this is one. He owns a company called Aviation Gin. And recently, it was last week, because of uh, Leap Year, he released a special a uh, minute and a half commercial. And I just thought it was absolutely brilliant and hilarious.
0: Take a listen to this. This is Arlene Manko. She was born February 29th, 1936. A leap day, which means she has a birthday once every four years I was technically five years old when I got married this leap day Arlene turns 21 legal drinking age 30,679 days I've waited to turn 21 I had seven kids in 10 years do you think sometimes I didn't want to drink Arlene has never had a legal drink in her life Following the rules and do what you're told was important to me because that's what I was taught. You don't get in trouble when you do what you're told. But I'm not an angel. That's okay. I'm ready to party. We wanted her first legal drink to be aviation gin. Mm, Holy Moses. Happy birthday, Arlene. I didn't know who Ryan Reynolds was. And, you know, they'd say, you don't know who he is. I said, no, I don't know who he is. You yeah. know. Yeah. Ignore her. She's been drinking.
1: And the, the commercial ends with uh, an email saying that if you just turned 21 because of Leap Year to email Ryan Reynolds, and I think he sends everybody who uh, qualifies for that a free bottle. I thought it was a really cute commercial. Throughout it, Q couldn't see it because of his visual. She was trying to order alcohol in the store. She was wearing various disguises because she's not technically 21 because of the leap year. Hilarious commercial. I love it when things like, I I love that style of humor, and I just want to share that because we all love Ryan Reynolds, and that commercial was hilarious. Here's number one number one okay number one normally this uh, may not normally would reach the number one slot in the geek show but this has a special place in my heart just because of how popular this book was when I was growing up this is the trailer from Disney this is the trailer for Artemis Fowl
0: we want to know everything about the man who work for the man Oh, oh, oh no this isn't about the father this about the sun, Artemis Fowl. You've grown strong, son, and smarter than I ever imagined. Then take me with you. You're all I have now, Artie. There's just one very important thing I have to do. Authorities launched a worldwide manhunt for the famous collector. He is suspected to have been behind some of the biggest robberies ever.
1: Okay, so what's the best way to describe Artemis Fowl? You got James Bond mixed in with Lord of the Rings, mixed in with National Treasure, and you get what this is, is, Artemis Fowl. It's basically like a younger kid's version of a mythical James Bond film. And it was based it's based off of a very popular book series that I remember we had the um, uh, what was the I think it was called Book It program where you read a book every week and then you take a test. And if you get it, you get points. But uh, we grew up that at Lincoln Grade School in Washington. And uh, that book was one of the top ones that everybody read. I didn't read it personally because I was too cool. Yeah, I was one of those kids who were like, oh, everybody else is doing it. I'm not going to do it. What the heck was I thinking? But Artemis Fowl, it looks really good. Josh Gad is in it. We have a lot of big people in it, and it looks surprisingly good. Yeah, I think...